Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Open Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, here it is, bud. We've got it. Two years, two years since the last time we did naps and coffee. Uh, here it is. The long-awaited Open Championship, <laughs> British Open, the Open, whatever you want to call it. It all works for us. Uh, but we're excited for our first ever Open Championship Jock Market IPO Power Hour. Um, let's get it going, bud. Yeah, I just woke up from a nap. I'm ready to rock and roll. Also, this is uh, the the quickest after IPO that any event has ever started. We were emailing with the guys at Jock Market this week, and I was like, "Wait a minute, we can still go at eight fifteen Eastern, right? Like, there's enough time there." Yeah, but it's it's this is only going to be a couple hours after this IPO closes before this event kicks off. Yeah, what's the official start time? Is it uh, like two a.m. or? I believe it is, um, yeah, like between 1.30 and 2 a.m. Eastern time, I believe, is when they're going off. So, yeah, you're right. We're down here <laughs> minus like five hours right now. So let's get moving. Let's get moving. If you have stumbled into this and you have zero idea what is going on, welcome. Stay. You're in a safe place. This is the jock market power hour for the next hour we are going to be talking all things stock market dfs that is what the jock market is uh, until about 9 p.m eastern time so for about the next 45 minutes we are in ipo and joe that is when you can bid on shares of golfers with real dollars there's also a free contest if you're not if you're not ready for that there is a free contest that you can get into to win free or to win real dollars but this is uh the time that things are the spiciest the times where uh you're deciding where to put your money and where to where to put it in terms of what your hot takes are for this week absolutely yeah so the next uh you know call it like 40 minutes here is IPO hour. Once it closes, uh, the winning uh, highest bids will be awarded all those shares and they will go directly into your active holdings. Until then, you're going to see the price on these guys continuously tick up over the next 40 minutes or so uh, until this thing closes down sometime between 857 and 859. There's a 90 second window when that can all happen. You mentioned there's a free contest. If you are, if this is your first time ever doing this, I highly recommend um, getting your feet wet over there for one or two weeks before dumping in a bunch of real cash here. But we've seen a ton of people, uh, guys in the chat, who've had a bunch of success with this. And, and it's just a new, unique, different format. And, and we're excited about it. The finishing position for your golfer is tied to a real money payout. So I'm putting them down here uh, on the bottom scroll right now so you can get an idea. If, you know, if you're paying $6 a share for a golfer and that golfer finishes in 10th, that pays out $9 a share. You would make $3 per share. So everything is allocated up through the top uh, 80 payout spots. So essentially, if you make the cut or not. And then live trading is, be going, is going to begin uh, just a couple hours after IPO closes when this event's start so someone like uh, Rory McIlroy Joe who has notoriously struggled in first rounds of major championships if he goes out and shoots two or three over on Thursday might be one of these guys that you buy up in game and see if he can turn it around for the rest of the week yeah I think notoriously slow starters out of the gates you make a great point there I also think that this event, like historically the last two times we've seen this, there's only been five total players that have uh, finished with under par scores. 
So if this thing, like if even par is a good score, like don't overreact when your guy gets two, three over par on his opening nine. There's still a ton of event left, and it may actually provide you with some opportunities in play to add some shares of guys who maybe had a little bit of a slower start. But but I I don't get the feeling, and the rain doesn't look to be here, but we're still going to have the wind. But I don't get the feeling that this thing is going to play out 15 to 20 under par. It's going to be right around in that 5 to 10 sweet spot range, I think. Uh, which gives you a ton of opportunity in an app like Jack Market. I thought I saw the winning score prop. So if you trust the odds makers, was like five and a half under, I believe, was the number that they set. So give you an idea of what type of scoring we are expecting. If all of that wasn't enough, we have $100 to give away absolutely free. We call those Jock Bucks. So we give you $20 uh, in your account five times throughout the evening. The way to do uh, that get yourself in that draw is to put your jock market username in the chat hit the like button while you're there we're happy to interact with that chat matt is here he said he's finally made the jump uh to jock and it's been a blast so matt that's awesome to hear stoked for you good luck this evening and then of course here's the real kicker if you're going to deposit uh you should definitely be using the code power that will give you a 50 dollar deposit bonus up to 50 dollars, depending on how much you deposit joe we i i, I want to spend like 30 seconds on last week because we got a, a yeah. big a big night ahead of us, but I think this really helps illustrate the point. This is the data on rickrungood.com. You can go check this out for all of the cash markets that have ever existed. Lucas Glover won the John Deere Classic, it feels like a year ago. $5.50 is the price that he sold at last Wednesday because he won. He went for the full $25 payout, $19.50 a share, and you can just see the names that lined up as the, the highest payout golfers all in that 3 4 and $5 range. That's kind of where we have consistently seen the sweet spot and the money be earned in the jock market. So no surprise there. Uh, big move on Glover, Knox, Moore, Munoz. These type of guys had a massive jump last week. Uh, and what's really cool about you having all that data is right above it, that little download data button yeah. will pretty much bring this all into a, an Excel or a CSV file for you. And you can parse through as much or as little as you want. And you can find a ton of good stuff and information there that, that can help you out in, in future weeks. I love it. That is the uh, the the amount of time that I want to spend on the John Deere Classic this week because we've got a big one here. And let's start with our market mover. So if you're new, we started doing this a couple of weeks ago. This is an opportunity for Joe and I to right out of the gate pick one blue chip golfer, one blue chip stock, one mid cap stock, and one penny stock that we are going to be keeping an eye on this evening. So Joe, let's start at the top with your blue chip. I'll lead it off with the major championship king himself. My blue chip, no surprise, is Brooks Kepka. Yes. Um, look, I don't even know what the numbers are anymore. I believe it's like something like 85 under par, and the next best guy is is in the high 20s. So he's proven time and time again to to rise to the occasion in the bigger events. He's coming in, couple that with great form leading into the event, um, couple that with with a really strong history on Lynx courses. This guy sort of forged his playing abilities on the challenge tour over there. A lot of things just aligned for me for Brooks this week. I seen some like just little snippet videos here and there, and he looks 
like healthier than I've seen him. Like he looks to have a, a certain bounce to his step and is not walking so gingerly, which I love to see a uh, major week for me. I'm not going to overthink it. The, the top guy on the board right now, I think is Brooks. I love it. I listen. I'm I'm tired of missing out on Brooksy at a major. He's locked and loaded. He's ready to go. I've seen a lot of footage of his practice rounds this week. I think he looks great. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, feel free to put your blue chips, your mid caps, and your penny stocks in the chat. Certainly can pull up some of those. Uh, mine. So I don't want to spoil yours. Uh, I I know the current price of Brooks Kepka. I'm not going to spoil that yet. I'm going to reveal that in a few minutes here. But mine is currently at seven dollars and eight cents, and it's Jordan Spieth. Uh, I have kind of focused on Spieth. I focused on Kepka. They are two guys that I think uh, have uh, the required. Uh, creativity, the required mental acumen. They do it different ways, right? Mentally, Brooks is, hey, nothing bothers me. I'm all good. Let it roll off my back. Jordan Spieth does it like, hey, uh, I'm neurotic. I'm scared of everything. I'm paranoid, but like, I'm going to grind over every single shot. And both can get the job. They can both yeah. get the job done. <laughs> so I'm going with Spieth as my blue chip. So Brooks for Joe, Spieth for me. Let's go down to the mid-cap tier. Yeah, so these are guys that we essentially think are going to finish in that like what five to six, seven dollar range. Kind of what we said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I really like Cam Smith this week, and I feel like he's being a bit overlooked. He's come into the last couple of major championships uh, with a lot more sort of public sentiment and in popularity surrounding him. I think that this is a really good spot for him. I like him on these link style courses. I'm not worried about conditions sort of factoring in here. Um, has played well in major championships in the past. Was T2 with the Masters back in the fall. You know, Australian-born player. He grew up with kind of very exposed uh, courses where the where they can kind of play a little bit similar to England, I think, in some aspects with some of the, the bunkering as well. Was awesome at the President's Cup over there. I really just like the moxie of this kid, and I know that's not really quantifiable, but – um, I think that if he gets things going in the right direction, he has the right attitude and the right skill set to compete in an open championship. I love it. Cam Smith for Joe. Charlie in the chat says, aren't you worried about Brooks complaining about the course? No, that's no. that's all part. That's the cycle that he creates. He complains about the course. Then someone says, oh, Brooks can't win this thing. He doesn't like the course. And then he hears Brooks can't win this thing. And he wins it. He it's he creates this for himself. He's a, he's a genius. He's a genius. Um, my mid-cap golfer is Harris English, who I think is undervalued all over the board. You know, he is someone who is so, so good. The version that we saw in 2020 was a top eight player on the PGA Tour. The version that we have seen the last three weeks is the same version that he was in 2020. So if he is a top eight player, I know the Open Championship is kind of a different animal and it scares me a little bit, but this is just an opportunity for him to tap into all of his skills, uh, create that high floor that, that we know he has because he gains strokes in all four major categories and go out and continue to play well. Fresh off the victory, fresh off the third place finish at the u.s open played well the week before that i mean we're, we're we're getting that version of harris english again so uh he is someone that i'm going to be keeping an eye on all evening which leaves us with just our penny stocks joe before we reveal the big board we give you the live pricing we talk you through all that we've got penny stocks who are you going with 
Okay. So one thing I think that's kind of important this week to note is that, um, you know, jock market is being played in the U.S. So what that kind of does is a lot of these guys that play predominantly on the European tour have success over there may not be quite as well known in this pocket where this app is available, which I think can give us some opportunities. One of those guys that plays really well over there consistently is Bernd Wiesberger. Um, the guy wins. He won five weeks ago on the European tour by five strokes in a, in a decent size, in a decent field over there. Was top five at the BMW a couple of weeks ago when uh, I believe Victor Hovland won. He won the Scottish Open before the last time they played the Open Championship at Portrush. So he was very popular heading into that week. He can he just makes a lot of birdies. And what has really kind of changed with his game is he's having his best year off the tee in terms of finding fairways. And he's one of the top guys on the European tour in terms of hitting greens and regulation, which we have seen um, in the past here at Royal St. George's is a stat that correlates very strongly to success. So in the past, it's been one of the harder courses to get on the green in the low fifties in terms of GIR percentage. Burn does that well. He can hold some putts. I think that like when you're trying to find a guy in this two, $3 range, you're really shooting for that sort of top 10, top 15 upside. And I think that he could bring that. I love it. I'm going with one Alex Norin who missed the cut last week, but has been piling up top 25 finishes. I like that. There's not many places I love that good short game specialty, but uh, an open championship I do, and he's actually been driving the ball much better recently, and he's been phenomenal at open championships. So he is my penny stock, and that concludes our market movers for this evening. So the next thing we need to do is not go to the big board. How about we just give out 20 bucks? Let's, let's do that right now. Our first winner, TCO07. Congratulations. We will get you set up with $20 in your jock market account between sometime between now and 100 days from now. That money will be into your account. Usually takes a day or two. Uh, and we have four more to give away. So make sure that your jock market username is in the chat. All right, Joe. As I refresh the big board, as I get it ready to go. Um, how do you envision the top of this jock market playing out this evening? So it'll be interesting. It's going to be Rom up top. I'm, I'm confident in that. The jock market loves Rom, and he's the best player in the world right now. It'll be interesting to see how big that gap is between him and number two. On some odds boards this week, Rom is seven, eight to one. And then you jump up to like 18 to one. So he's essentially, um, they're saying, has twice the odds to win this thing as Kepka, as Spieth, as Shoffley, as Johnson, as McElroy. Um, that's what the bookmakers are telling us when they sort of set that price. So it'll just be interesting to me to see where, how far that gap is between the price of John Rahm and the price of the second highest price player. Yeah, John Rahm historically um, in the 16 cash markets that he has been in, the average IPO, $10.13, almost 50 full cents higher than the next best golfer or next, next, next most expensive golfer, uh, which is a pretty significant gap. And with that being said, it should be absolutely no surprise that John Rahm is indeed at the moment the most expensive golfer. And Joey's already, already, I have 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on my clock. $10.16, which if you are buying a share of John Rahm at $10.16, you need him to finish 11th or better to earn you money. Based on that, are you going to have shares of John Rahm this evening? 
<laughs> he's probably out of my price range already, but it's like it's not surprising to me. There are just different ways to to play this game. Um, some people like to go up top, and I think that he is a safe bet if you look at the odds board to top ten this week. Um, he could very well win, as we know, it's seven to one. They're giving him basically a fifteen percent chance of winning. So it's just not the way that I'm probably going to play it. I think that I'm going to just much like how I structured my my betting card and in a DraftKings lineup. I think that I'm going to look to sort of pivot elsewhere and just hope that I'm not standing on the train tracks when Rom comes barreling through. Right behind John Rom, Brooks Kepka, eight dollars and twenty-one cents. We already talked about Brooks. If you're a buyer at eight dollars and twenty-one cents, you're essentially asking him to finish seventeenth or better. Jordan Spieth, right behind seven dollars and fifty cents. Already talked about Jordan Spieth. So let's save some oxygen for the fourth most expensive golfer in the jock market right now, Louis Oosthuizen, who certainly deserves to be considered as a legitimate option this evening. Runner-up finish at the U.S. Open, runner-up finish at the PGA Championship. He's been sprinkling in a couple more top tens. This 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 graphic doesn't even include uh, the law lo- the the playoff loss at Zurich with Charles Schwartzel. Like he, they've been, he's been playing great. Although I wonder what his ceiling is because this feels Louis at seven dollars. You're asking him to finish inside the top twenty-two, which he can certainly do. This feels like a guy who's going to jump out early in the jock market, and he might just stay at seven dollars all night, right? It kind of does give that feeling. You know, I did some numbers earlier when I downloaded the data off your site. Just just basically a couple of the guys who have played in all four majors that we've had cash markets for so far. So it's two Masters, the U.S. Open, and the PGA Championship. Phil's number one, plus 870%. That's basically because he was like two bucks at Kiowa, and he won. Louis is second on the list of all guys in terms of re- return in the in the majors thus far, plus 428%, and that doesn't include a win on there. You mentioned um, what is his ceiling. I think his ceiling is probably second place from what from what he showed us the past couple of times out. Uh, we'll see, but I think that he like this is the type of of platform that rewards second place. Um, and we've seen yeah. that with Louie. We've seen that with Finau. We've seen that with Xander and these guys um, who are still able to return you money and be profitable parts of your portfolio, even if they don't hoist the trophy. Yeah, I'm showing that right now. This is a really cool way to look at this. So of the of the guys who have played all four of these cash market majors, Phil number one, Louis number two, Dylan Fratelli number three. Oh, because of his finish at the... 2020 masters and he's been very very cheap leishman is on that list and then two guys who actually aren't playing sung jm hideki matsuyama and then justin rose don't get me don't get me started on rosie i'll have i'll have a, <laughs> a connection interesting here. though like i noticed that as well i must have missed fratelli but i did see leishman there at like plus 382 like that's that that caught me a little bit by surprise as i haven't realized um how strongly that he's played in 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 you know correlation to his IPO price in the four major championships. Yeah, I love it. The price on Brooks Kepka is going up. He's now $9. And then here we go. We've already got uh, a guy to pass Louis Ustase. And Xander Shoffley has now surpassed Louis. Louis still at $7 a share. Xander, $7.56. Interesting guy because he is generally pretty popular in all formats. And if you talk about formats that reward how do I put this disproportionately second place finishers or like third place finishers? Right. 
this right. is kind of it. It's it's like when we pulled up Finau the other week, and he was been, he's been the best one of the best jock market guys because he's always around the top of the leaderboard despite not having wins. Xander feels like a very valuable jock market golfer. And it's like the thing with Xander, and I actually do like him this week. I have him ranked second, sort of on my my rankings. But you know, even with Brooks and Spieth and Rory and DJ, like these are guys who we know have the ability and the skill set to win this tournament. But it also feels like there's a potential miscut in there, right? Like there's a way that this plays out where they don't play great. It it just feels like the worst that Xander is going to do is finish like 18th this week and still pay you out like 750 a share. So um, it just, the, the floor is so low. He's playing awesome. He's hitting the ball far. He hits the ball straight. He's back to the old putting stroke. Um, I really like him this week and I'll be interested to see where his price point comes out. Like I said, I got him the second guy on my board. Okay, so the the guys at the top, there's very little questions about Rom, Kepka, Spieth, Xander, Louis Ustase, and now we start to get into some question marks, and Rory McIlroy is probably one of those. I'm not sure how deserved they are. I think I've probably gotten warmer on Rory as the week's gone on. We re- we all remember the miscut at Portrush. Um, we all remember after the, the return of golf, he wasn't very good. He snapped through and finally won the Wells Fargo championship. Now $6 and 93 cents a share, which if you buy him at that price, you're only asking him to finish 22nd or better. Is, is Rory McIlroy going to be a target for you this evening? Not for me. I'm just kind of off Rory right now. Um, you know, I was on him at the U.S. Open. It didn't pan out. It, I thought it was going to be great heading into the back nine, and then he seemingly couldn't um, stick it close on the way in. So th- there's just parts of his game in, in that worry me right now, and there's parts of his, I guess, mental game that worry me a little bit, and seemingly sometimes these moments appear to – to maybe be too big for him. I don't know. Like you look at Port Rush and and what he's done at the Masters with these expectations. Like he doesn't necessarily handle those situations great. But more concerning to me is of these guys at the top, he hits the least amount of fairways and the driver is his weapon. I think that missing a ton of fairways can get you into a lot of trouble this week. He also makes more bogeys on average per round. When you look at like the last more recently, the last four or five tournaments than any of these other guys at the top. So not a lot of fairways, a lot of bogeys in there. That means he's going to have to offset it with a lot of birdies. And I don't know that there are going to be that many out there this week. We are about 20 to 22 minutes away from this IPO closing. We're already seeing some pretty significant movement in the jock market. If you want to make sure uh, you're getting your bids in, make sure that you're favoriting your golfers so that you can keep a good close eye on them. Make sure that you have your jock market username in the chat. I'm going to give away another $20 here in just a few minutes, but I'm talking about the movement because we're already seeing it here, Joe. Uh, Rory already, just since we started talking about him, has snapped through $7. And then Colin Morikawa has also followed suit, $7.01. Now, here is a guy that I personally love. I think there's a case to be made that if you bet Colin Morikawa every single week, you'd be well off because he never really gets into the really, really short prices, and he has all that win equity. He's complained a little bit this week, or I shouldn't say complained. He has discussed that the turf is giving him a little bit of trouble, not able to get his irons through in a way that he would like. We know that this is his first open championship, $7 and one cent. It's essentially asking him to finish inside the top 20. Yeah, that's already too high for me in terms of the price that I had for him. It's not that I don't love Colin. I think that he's tremendous. I just think that 
Um, his wheelhouse is PGA Tour courses where it's pretty much fly it to the pin or five yards past the pin and bring it back a little bit or stick it right there. And this is just different. And it's not that he's not going to be good at it. He's just not quite as familiar with it as I think some of the other guys are. Um, so I'm a little bit more less bullish on the newcomers this week, and I'm maybe putting an extra notch in the belt on some of the veterans who have been through the Open Championship 12, 13, 14, 15 times. Um, I think that that could be worth something this week. All right, well, I've got some uh, experience down kind of in this next tier. I see Dustin Johnson, who is the second pre-ranked golfer. And if you're new, what that means is, um, you know, that projected rank, that pre-rank, that breaks ties. So if you get, you know, three guys tied for second, the pre-rank determines what the payouts are going to be. So really, Dustin Johnson breaks the tie and wins the tie with every golfer in this field except for John Rahm. It's a very valuable asset to have, especially in golf where there are so many ties. $5.21. I see Tommy Fleetwood, Tommy Lad, $5.09. Brandon Grace has played this quite a bit. Adam Scott, they're less than $5. Can I interest you in anybody down in this uh, Abraham Lincoln range? Okay, I got to ask you about somebody. Because we did an hour yesterday on Twitter Spaces, which was phenomenal. Rick did an amazing job hosting. We had people ask questions. And the, the, you, you can't turn on golf channel right now for like 10 minutes or listen to anything that the media does without hearing about something about Bryson DeChambeau. Now we went an hour yesterday and not a single person mentioned the guy. He's all the way down here at $4 and 50 cents. The, the open track record is terrible. Um, he's not coming in in great form. He lost Tim Tucker. He looked like shit in Montana. But is this like the ultimate buy low spot, or are you just like close your eyes, ignore Bryson this week? Where where do you sit? So <laughs> the <laughs> great question. The as we have said many times, Joe, there is a price for everybody, and yep. there is going to be a price for Bryson DeChambeau, who has now been a loser in six consecutive cash markets. And for all of the reasons that you stated, I do not think there is much positive sentiment around him. And I think we are going to learn that this evening because at $4.50, you'd only be asking him to finish 38th or better, which is certainly something he is capable of doing. I'm probably not willing to pay too much, but what, I mean, what if you get Bryson at, like, there's a really good chance. There's a really good chance Bryson is the cheapest that we've ever seen him tonight, mm-hmm. which which is so. $6.50 at the very first cash market. That was the tour championship. Outside of that, $7.16 at, at a WGC event. We might see a $7 Bryson, and if if that's the case, I'm in. Like, like I'm, I'm in on that. Like, he won at the U.S. Open, which was a very tough golf course. He won at the Arnold Palmer, which is a very tough golf course. The players ain't exactly like a walk in the park either in terms of scoring. He was second there. And, like, I don't know. I just, like, to me, I feel like this, like, the whole caddy thing is a little bit overrated. Like, it could work. Yes, it, it, it there's going to be an adjustment period, but it could also just work the other way and be a major weight off of his shoulders. And maybe they were disagreeing behind the curtains and like, we didn't see it, but maybe they weren't getting along for months, which made it contentious on the course. And now he's just out there with a buddy, someone he feels more comfortable with that they're on the same page. And I think that there's a way that, um, 
there's there's an avenue here and maybe a small one, but there's an avenue where Bryson gets it right and has a game plan and it works. Um, and I think his upside is 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 win. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just all going to depend on the price. Like there, there's a low floor, but the ceiling is much higher than these guys around him. Like Bazaden, who Grace Scott, like he, he's got better win equity than those guys. Yeah. His upside is win this thing by five shots. That's, that's mm-hmm. what his upside is. Okay. Let me give away another $20 into the jock market. This time it goes out to Matt. No love. 10, 10. Congratulations. We will get, uh, that money into your account as soon as possible. If you would like to win $20 to the jock market, make sure that you're jock market username is in the chat why don't you just hit the like button while you're there you might as well just do that you might as well just deposit and use the code power which will give you up to a 50 dollar deposit bonus all right joe we got to go a little bit further down the board here because the people they they got to get some value right you know we've talked about uh, mark leishman being sneaky good at the the cash markets of major championships joaquin neiman down here at four dollars and 34 cents jason day justin rose lee westwood webb simpson anybody sub 450 or you want me to flip to the next page and see if we can find some more um, I have some interest in in there's sort of three guys right in a row there. So it's Garcia, Westwood, Kisner. Um, I think that they all have uh, uh, some some pedigree and, and a sense of um, how this thing is likely going to play out or how it should play out at Open Championships. Sergio's had some success in the past. We know how many times Lee Westwood has been close. Kisner, I believe, was top 30 in the last two, including a second at Carnoustie, also coming in off back-to-back top 10. So, you know, guys that are, are carrying a little bit of form and have experience in the Open Championship sitting right there at around the $4 mark, I think, makes some sense. All right, let's go to the next page because I think we're going to find some real cool stuff here. Let's see what we got going on. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, uh, now we're now sub $4. I see Will Zalatoris, who if this was – Four weeks ago, everybody would be gobbling up at three dollars and fourteen cents yeah. a share. Yeah. Uh, we've right, we've got Ryan Palmer played well enough in uh, Scotland last week. Your penny stock uh, burned Wiesberger three dollars and forty five cents, and our reigning PGA champion Phil Mickelson at two eighty eight. Any of those or anybody else in this range that we should be targeting? I think Phil could be sneaky once again. Um, he plays great on these sort of coastal link style courses. I think that that's really kind of, um, you know, this era of Phil's wheelhouse. I think that, you know, the craftiness around the greens and the ability to play different types of shots out of bunkers and in these sort of tight undulating areas around the greens should serve him well. Another guy that's kind of interesting to me and and was very hot there for a while and, and seemingly really cooled off. We haven't seen a whole lot of him lately, but Corey Connors, um, he kind of stuck out to me as another one of the guys who has played really well and, and pretty much returned money in the major championships thus far. And I think that, you know, the ball striking is tremendous. He hits a ton of fairways, doesn't make a lot of putts, but, you know, it, it, there's a certain bit of luck involved there. I think that he can kind of make some sense around this area. Those are just two that kind of stuck out to me. Anyone for you in this range? Yeah, so on Connors, real quick, he, he more than doubled his money at the 2020 Masters. He doubled it again at the 2021 Masters. Got you a 36% ROI at the PGA Championship, and then he missed the cut at the U.S. Open, which it's Torrey Pines, it's the U.S. Open. A lot of guys miss a lot of cuts right. there. Yeah, I, I think, you know what, as the week has gone on, um, 
Cameron Trigale kept popping up in a lot of situations for me. Well, you know, I, I think there are, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, I have a little newsletter I sent out. I think there's like 13 golfers who since the start of 2021 in this field have gained strokes in all four major categories, which I like, I like a well-rounded player. Cameron Trigale's on that list. Also really solid short game, just finished 14th at the rocket mortgage, you know, got, you know, you can call this mini slump here where he missed the cut at the travelers, missed the cut at the PGA championship. But outside of that, he's been pretty awesome this year. A lot of top twenties and for $3 and 25 cents. And I think a very generous pre-rank Joe 26, you're looking at kind of his peers around here, right? I mean, that's a pretty generous pre-rank. So I, I, I think I think Tringale is the guy who's growing on me most this week. Yeah, that you know, I hadn't even considered him honestly, but you make some great points there. Um, there's, a, I mean, there's some decent names down here around two bucks that like you can get. Like I know Scrivener is very popular. Last week's winner at the Scottish Minwoo Lee is two dollars and sixteen cents. Um, Kuchar's played well with the Open Championship in the past. If you kind of buy into that, you know, get yourself in the fairway and hit some greens type of play. Danny Willett's down there as well, who I know won, I believe, the the European or the English Am at Royal St. George's back in the day. So hmm. um, th- there's there's some decent value down here in the $2 range of some guys that I think have some top 20 capabilities to them. Yeah, Martin Keimer's down here. Yeah. There are some, there are some actually very intriguing names. Let's go to let's just go to the last page and see who's on there. See if there's anybody. Okay. No. I wouldn't want to buy any of these guys. Uh, Jack Senior played well last week, right? He was uh, he yeah. was in contention at the at the Scottish last week. He's a Jack dollar, Senior, yeah, dollar and twenty four cents. Okay, let's go to the top of the board here. And remember, um, you know, we are, geez, about ten minutes out. We're ten minutes out from this IPO phase closing. It's going to end somewhere between that uh, eight fifty seven, eight fifty nine range. So you want to get your bids in now. I think last week was a little bit longer of uh, of a lock, wasn't it? We got pretty deep yeah. into that 90-second window, and I imagine uh, with the influx of, of Open Championship players, it's going to be very, very spicy down the stretch. So, uh, Joe, as you're starting to add names to your favorites list and track them over the evening, how do you, how do you see this shaping up over the course of the next 10 minutes or so? Yeah, it's like the last... 10 minutes here you've got to have a strategy of where what ranges that you want to target and you know you use the favoriting tools to sort of what i this is just what i do so i i take all the guys that i have an interest level in that i think could be within a a price range that i'm willing to pay and i will favorite them that can be 20 to 25 guys then the ones that i really like want to target i will put in for like one or two shares of right now so I'll bid $6 a share and I'll put it in for two shares so that they show up in my holdings tab, which is the middle button on your app. And that way you can see where the active price is in relation to where your bid is. So as that creeps closer to $6, let's just say that that is, um, I may need to up my bid a little bit if I want to continue to keep those shares. If it's, if you still have a, a, you know, a big gap between where the number is and where your number is, you should be safe. But, um, yeah, definitely dial in your strategy here these next couple minutes because it gets lightning quick over the final few. 
<laughs> Tony says late clothes forced me to buy more Siwoo shares last week. <laughs> Had no choice. Sad. <laughs> That's fun. I, I, I like to laugh at your Sorry, misery. Tony. Sorry, Tony. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away uh, 20 more dollars to the jock market right now. Then I'll give away 20 after this IPO closes and I'll give away 20 at the end of the show. So make sure that your jock market username oh. is indeed in the chat right now. Chris wins. Chris Bow three, congratulations. We'll get you all set up with your $20 into the jock market. And I've got 40 more to give away. The board is shaping up. Uh, John Rom, $10.31. Do you want to take a crack at what he might go for this evening, knowing that the most expensive he's ever been was waste management, $12.51. Uh, outside of that, he mostly lives in the $10.50 to $11.50 range. Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere in there. I would say just given the strength of the field and how many options there are available right below them, uh, it probably doesn't get much higher. I would say around 1050, 1060 is probably where it closed on. If you, if you like John Rahm, you probably have a lot of those bids in now. Um, so we'll kind of see where that ends up. And then um, we'll see like Brooks is, is 925. He may get to 10 bucks too. Oh, oh yeah. Brooks, he's getting to 10 bucks. Don't you worry about that. He's, he's going in, he's going in that direction. You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned last night we did that round table and we didn't spend a single ounce of oxygen on Bryson and no one mentioned Patrick Cantlay the entire, no, right. the entire night. And I was like, wow, this just never came up for a guy that had a very clear slump that is very clearly over mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's back to winning golf tournaments. He is $6 and 77 cents right now, which would be asking him to finish about 24th. Do, do you like, what's your, you know, one to 10, one, you hate Patrick can't like 10, you love him. How are you feeling about his chances this week? So I would say I'm probably between a seven and a half and an eight on Cantlay because I do like him a lot. I, I think he has a great chance, you know, top 25 at the PGA, one at the Memorial in an extremely hard field, um, you know, top 15s at the at the U.S. Open and at the Traveler. So he's in fantastic form. It's just it can't, I haven't bet him because there are a couple other guys right there that I liked a little bit more. But seeing where he's at right now at six, like under seven dollars. Um, I think that like this is a good place for him because I I feel like he has a very high floor in terms of um, outcomes that he could have and it, they're all pretty good. <laughs> you mentioned kind of um, the the young guys who are trying to get some some more experience who have never mm-hmm. played this event. Uh, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler fall into that. Are these guys? full fades for you are they proceed with caution are they hey if they fall into my lap at a good price like where are they on this scale it's just like i don't want to say that i'm fading them because i love the kids and it's not even so much that they have no experience it's where their price points at like hovland and morikawa are both inside the top seven right now in terms of prices um scheffler's like what 12th or 13th down on the list so these guys are popular um, and there's a lot of high price bids out there on them already, which is more so like a reason that I would probably go in another direction rather than just that they're alone. Like you, I can have Scheffler or I can have DJ. I can have Morikawa or I can have Rory. I can have Hovland or I can have Spieth. Like they're about the same price in all of those. And I think that the guy with the experience also has the better win equity with them. Mm. All right. Well, it's about that time, Joe. It is uh, by my clock, 8.53. So this IPO phase is going to close in the next 
let's call it four to six minutes or so. So this is usually where we uh, let Joe go do his thing. He is going to be uh, thumbs ablazing, putting his bids <laughs> in, building his portfolio, in which we can talk about after lock. But any final words before you uh, you dive into the to, to the JM to the jock market? No, no. Best of luck to everyone. Have them trigger fingers ready. And uh, we'll see you in about five minutes here. Bonus points if you steal uh, Joe's golfers out from underneath his nose. So I'll tell you who it is that I lost. There's always one. <laughs> There's always one. All right, here we go. So uh, I am going to try to do my best to refresh this board as much as possible because I think it is going to be a flurry down the stretch here. So as of right now, John Rom still retains the lead as the most expensive golfer. He has been that way since we went on air. He is the number one pre-ranked golfer. He's the favorite. He breaks all ties. And if you're a buyer at $10 and 30 cents you're asking him to finish 11th or better which is probably right around you know his top 10 uh numbers probably right around even money brooks kepka number two nine dollars and 25 cents jordan speed right behind it 889 i imagine we are going to see movement on xander shawfley in this final stretch here eight dollars and 26 cents as of right now which if you are a buyer you are asking him to finish 17th or better something he seems to routinely do I'm a big fan of Victor Hovland. If there are if there are young guys that are going to go out and, and and play well and have the right demeanor for a week like this, I think Victor Hovland is certainly that guy. And as of right now, he is more expensive than a couple of vets, Rory McIlroy and Louis Oosthuizen. We have not spent a single ounce of oxygen on Justin Thomas this evening. He's seven dollars and a quarter. If you are a buyer at that price, you're asking JT, the Players Champion, to finish twenty. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I'm right. 21st or better. That is what you're asking for from JT, who looked a little bit better at the Scottish Open last week. I'm going to give this a refresh here real quick. I buy my clock. It's eight. It's 8.55. And we are uh, about two or three minutes away from this IPO phase closing. Also, if you have not deposited, make sure to use the code POWER for a $50 deposit bonus up to $50. And make sure your jock market username is in the chat. Okay, so after a refresh, I think we got a little bit of a boost on Dustin Johnson. He's now up to $7.08. I mentioned it earlier, but he is the second pre-ranked golfer. Very, very valuable asset to have if you're trying to break ties. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, as Joe noted is moving up the board he's very popular this evening six dollars and 75 cents and matt fitzpatrick who just lost in a playoff at the scottish open last week is also 675 here comes bryson bryson as we mentioned may be the cheapest he has ever been this evening uh he is still underneath that price six dollars and fifty cents is what he cost at the very first cash market in jock market history that was the tour championship outside of that $7.16, but mostly lives in the eights, nines, tens, and elevens is $6.33. We're going to keep a very, very close eye on Bryson DeChambeau and see if that turns into a bidding war. We are now probably in that phase in which this IPO can close at any moment. So there's a 90 second window uh, starting at 857 that this IPO phase can close at random. So don't hold on to your bids. Do not holster your iPhones or your Androids. Get in there and mix it up. And that's exactly what's happening. And we're seeing a bit of movement here on a lot of guys. JT moves up about 50 cents. Roy McElroy seemingly moves up about 50 cents. Bryson DeChambeau still at $6.33. Abraham Answer at $5.40. Outside of his miscut at Torrey Pines, 
He's been phenomenal. Did you really think he was going to play well at Torrey Pines? Eh, maybe you should have reconsidered. Then we get a couple of veterans, a couple of guys who have contended or even won at the Open Championship. Brandon Grace is $5 and 6 Wow, really? Early. Oh, my gosh. Ding, and, ding, ding. Early, early bell close. I was just wow. getting geared up. <laughs> Man, that was quick. Uh, I don't think I lost anybody, so... We'll see, but yeah, early close tonight always catches everyone a little bit off guard. Uh, I'm sure you guys all share the sentiment in that, but uh, it, it, you know what? The uh, the flip side to early close is you got some good prices, right? Because that last minute things didn't quite tick up that extra dollar there. People always re they really try to hold on into the bell, and that's hard to do when you don't know when the bell's coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was okay. Well, well, you know, early returns are coming in. Tony says, "Bad news, I have way too many players." Good news, it's a major. Joe says, "I think I ended up with thirteen players." Yikes! I mean, early <laughs> early returns coming in. So uh, I'm going to refresh the big board. We're going to talk about this, but Joe, before we do that why don't you share with the people uh who you ended up adding to your portfolio this evening sure um okay so my highest price guy actually i have two of them in the low sixes so i took shares of bryce and i couldn't resist um that's a low price for him basically asking him to finish uh, let's see, 27th or better this week. Yeah. So if, if my number is correct, did you get him at 633? Is that right? Yes. Okay. That is the cheapest price it has ever been. You just, yeah. so if you were ever going to buy Joe, good on you. You just got Bryson at the least expensive. Yep. I just refreshed again, 633 by 17 cents, the lowest price he's ever been. Wow. We'll wow. see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, the, like I said, I think that the range of outcomes here is wow. all the way from like totally miscut obliteration um, to, to competing on Sunday. So we'll see how things shake out, but I'll roll the dice. A wow. Little bit. Um, right below him, not too far below him, 625 Terrell Hatton. I really like Hatton this week. I bet him. Awesome links history, um, just gutty European tour English player that I think this should um, this event is one that he's looked forward to for about two years. Another guy that like is great in the jock market that we have not spent like an ounce of energy on this week. Five eighty eight Tony Finau. Like, yeah, that's a, it's a low price for Finau. I know that the Forb is terrible, so I'm another guy that I'm kind of rolling the dice here on. Moving down. Hold on. Before you do that, so I, I love this, the way this is shaking out already. So you have the cheapest Bryson has ever been. You have the second cheapest Tony Finau has ever been. He was only cheaper one time, $4.80 at the Zozo Championship. He he doubled your money that week. That That is, um, you. I, I just love a good chance to buy low. You got two guys <laughs> at, at absolute floor prices, bargain bin prices. Rock bottom, yeah. Yeah, rock bottom. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so it, I got my bid cap play. Actually, much cheaper than I thought he was going to go. Cam Smith went for four seventy seven a share. He's my biggest sort of, um, you know, stake in terms of how many shares that I have out there. And then the two low guys that I went with down um, at three dollars, and then at two fifty are two guys that predominantly spend their time on the European tour and have been playing pretty well lately. Uh, the first is Tom Dietrich. 
Yep. The second I mentioned earlier is the Australian Jason uh, Scr- uh, is it Scrivener. I think it's Scrivener because they call him yeah. Scriv, so I think it's okay. Scrivener. Yeah, but they both just stacked together good finishes and strong fields. Have been over there for a while, competing consistently in in these type of environments. So uh, I'm hoping that, you know we always feel like we see the Open Championship a couple of these guys who are staples on there make moves into the top twenty, and at three dollars and two fifty, um, there's a lot of room for upside joe has dechambeau hat and female cam smith thomas dietrich jason jason scrivener rounding out his portfolio so here's what i'm going to do i'm going to give away uh more money and that person is let me just find your comment people were making a lot of comments that's great but now i got to go back and find brian stewart's comment wag to tub wag I don't know. That's your username. Congratulations, Brian. We'll get you all set up. W-A-G-T-W-T-B. Congratulations. I have 20 more dollars to give away. I'll do that at the end of the show. But Joe, let's look at the big board. So here's the final yeah. pricing. Uh, John Rom, $10.31, which didn't move. Didn't move. No. Neither did Brooks, huh? No. Didn't wow. move. I'm a little stunned by that. So $10.31 is 11th or better. That's probably about right. His fair value was ten fifty six. That feels about right. Yeah, that feel that feels like a price that if you bought in, like you should feel you should feel good about it. If you wanted to buy, like if you wanted shares of Rom, that's a price I think you can feel good about. That yeah, if you were a Rom buyer, you're probably pretty happy with the results. Yeah. Some people just might not have been a Rom buyer. Uh, Brooks Kepka nine dollars and twenty five cents. So you're asking him to finish. About 13th or better. I think we're both pretty high on him. Jordan Spieth, 899. Xander, 851. Okay, so I guess maybe these two, the 788 boys, Roy McElroy, Justin Thomas, that's where I think you start to get, in, get, get to some of the more polarized golfers. You're either in on these guys or you're out on these guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, surprising to me to see to see Hovland um at a higher price actually at a, at a kind of a significantly higher price there like a 62 cent jump off those two guys because he you know he's sitting around 33 35 to one range when when these other guys are in the low 20s and uh yeah that's that's a little bit surprising to me seeing rory and jt jt like it, it, i just don't know what to do with them this week I didn't watch much of the Scottish, but I, it seemed like he put together some decent rounds over there. I mean, where do you like? Where are you at? Where's your temp on JT? Um, I'm like lukewarm. He usually, yeah. he usually, he usually lays the blueprint. He usually foreshadows it. He foreshadows success. We're not really seeing that right now. I don't have it in front of me, but I think he's like he's gained like three strokes on approach total in his last four events on the PGA tour. That's like, that's his bread and butter. Yeah. You got to be great there. And usually he foreshadows the success. So um, do I think he can win? Sure. Would it be more surprising than his other successes? Yes, it would be because usually you see it coming with him. Um, Here's, here's another one. And I bet you this, this also might be the cheapest. Oh, it's actually, yep. By pretty significant. The cheapest on Dustin Johnson he's ever been, $7.37. The previous lowest price was $8.50. Over a dollar cheaper. People are out on DJ. I know. And it's 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 for me, it was between him and Bryson. Um, Bryson was about a buck cheaper, but I think that they both kind of have similar concerns, but also have similar upside. 
DJ T2 back here in 2011 when when Darren Clark won. Um, so he has a, a, some course history and experience in open championship history that Bryson doesn't necessarily have. Uh, but it's just it seems like it's been a little while since we've seen him like, yeah, I mean, I know he's got good finishes there, but was he like really, really in contention in any of those? Maybe Paul Meadow. And that was like basically the John Deere classic. So I don't know that I count that. It's six months. Yes. He has not been DJ in six months. Yeah. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Um, we mentioned, uh, you know, Bryson here, the cheapest he's ever been hat and Casey. Okay. These are kind of falling in line a little bit. I'm trying to just see if there's any surprises here. I'm not sure there are, are there? This looks no, about I mean, right. We did see Zalatoris, you know, make the jump. He, he didn't finish it like three bucks. We saw yeah. him around there. Um, you know, Casey and Fleetwood, there are two guys that we really didn't mention, but both English players who um, have a lot of open championship history, usually play well in major championships, usually are pretty good, particularly in jock market because they don't hold a ton of, of win equity, it feels like, but they do hold a ton of top 10 equity. Um, so yeah, everything else seems relatively in line with, with where we're seeing like the pricing on the odds board. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this. Zalatoris, that's the cheapest he's ever been, which is kind of interesting. Mm. I guess he was kind of always pretty highly touted because because after he finished top 10 at Wings Foot, everyone was like in love with him as they as they probably should be. I'm on the second page now. So, oh, here's Phil, $3.33. So uh, at $3.33 for Phil, you're asking him to finish 49th or better, even at 51 years old. Um, that feels pretty good. How quickly we have forgotten about that PGA championship victory. It does feel pretty good. I mean, like I, the age is just not a thing anymore for Phil. Like it's just him versus himself. It seems like, and like whether he can maintain focus in the right mental state for 72 holes and be fully like there and, and entrenched in the in what's taking place in front of him, I think that he can do it again. I worry a little bit that that the the PGA win was a little bit of a burst of the bubble for him, but at the same time, like he's playing the the last three month stretch of golf for him is the best that he's played in three years since like you got to go back to early 2018 since he's played this well. So um, in a, in good form, he comes here to a place where he's had success, where he should play well carrying a little bit of form. So what's not to like Michael Van Veen has his, uh, his holdings in here, or his major holdings, blue chip, 27 shares of John Rom. So there's a Rom, uh, buyer, 20 shares of Brooksy, uh, mid cap 20 on day, 15 on Guido. And then he's rolling the dice on 25 shares of Hoshino and 20 shares of Veerman. Who's actually, uh, an American who plays on the European tour. How does this portfolio look to you? Sol- I mean, he's going heavy on the on the two guys at the top. So you're going to definitely, in order to perform, in order to, you know, finish well on the leaderboard this week, you need those two guys to finish inside the top ten. I think um, Guido was phenomenal at the U.S. Open. He was like the biggest mover that week. I remember I had some shares of him. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he can play well for you again here at Royal St. George's. 
Last $20 in jock bucks going out to David at DaveVX. Davix, uh, congratulations. We will get that all set up for you and the other four winners. Joe, we talked about this, the PGA Championship. We talked about this a lot at major championships, but the in-game trading seems to be more volatile, right? Because of the ability to put up a huge number if you're stuck in a pot bunker, the ability to, uh, you know, if you only shoot two under par, you might move up 40 spots on the lead board right it's 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 a different beast than what we just saw at the john deere classic where you'd have to shoot a 63 to move up you know 40 spots yeah well and and i think we'll all collectively be so much more glued into the tournament obviously than we were at the john deere classic now if you're awake at 4 30 a.m and placing bids on people you may have a little bit of an advantage if you want to you know get up for some early morning coffee golf uh but yeah you know pay attention to the weather always at the British Open, um, pay attention to the wind, pay attention to the cut line. Those are the three things that we kind of always harp, uh, particularly on Friday afternoon, where you can find a ton of value in tournament. And and yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this week as much as any. All right. I'm stoked, man. Let's let's go. Let's let's do it. Two years. It feels like 10 years since we've had an Open Championship. Oh, man. I can't You're wait. Kidding, man. Uh, good luck. I know that you've got a couple of early morning, uh, you know, responsibilities to you. So yeah. best of luck to you. I hope that you can get some Z's tonight. Uh, and I hope everyone has a great open championship week. Appreciate you guys as always for stopping in here, supporting the app, supporting Rick and I subscribe, like do all that good stuff. Uh, it goes a long way and, and we thank you guys for it. Yeah, absolutely. In return, we offer you uh, the best deposit bonus that is out there. Fifty dollars if you use the up to fifty dollars if you use the code Power. Of course, we're always available uh, DMs or on Twitter or whatever if you want to bounce some strategy off of us. But a pleasure as always. We'll see you same time next week for the Jock Market Power Hour. But for now, we're out. See ya.